Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. So glad you are joining me for a little bit today to listen in on a conversation that I had just the other day with one of my current fat loss fast track clients. And just to kind of give you some context so you understand where we dive into the conversation, she was feeling like... She'd seen great results in the last two weeks. She'd lost about five pounds and was feeling better about things overall in the past two weeks. But the weeks before that, she wasn't feeling so good about. And I said, all right, so if you're telling me you didn't see much progress at first, looking at your journal, did you feel like you should have been making progress? And she said, yes. And then I said, all right, so looking at your journal again, what changed? What did you do differently in the past couple of weeks when you were seeing those results than what you were doing in the weeks before when you weren't seeing results? And she said, well, I think the biggest change is that in the last two weeks, I've really only been eating when I was hungry. Boom. So in the first weeks, she said she was trusting the process. However, a big part of the process is really tuning into hunger. So she felt like, and so many of us feel this way, I know I've felt this way before, because she was eating fat loss friendly foods, eating clean, eating well, staying away from sugars and processed foods, that she should have seen weight loss. But as we started to talk about it, she said, I guess I really kind of knew in the back of my head that turning to even a fat loss friendly food just because I wanted a snack, I wanted something to eat, even when I wasn't hungry, I kind of knew that was an issue, but I felt like because it was clean, because it was fat loss friendly, because it was quote unquote healthy, that it really wouldn't hurt. And it's not that it's going to hurt, but anytime we give our body more fuel than it needs, it has to store the excess. Like it's not good or bad. It's just the way our bodies work. So That's kind of where we dive into the conversation, and then we get deep into the nitty-gritty about her shift work. Long hours, long shifts on her feet, but I'll jump in before we bridge into that part of the conversation to give you a little bit of context, because I'm cutting out the part where I said, okay, what time do you wake up? And then what? And then what? And then what? And then what? So I'll kind of recap that part for you in a few minutes, but want to dive into the conversation here, but not before reminding you that the Fall Fat Loss Fast Track kicks off on Sunday, October 1st. So if you want to get more information about the Fat Loss Fast Track, if you want a chance to get into that last Fat Loss Fast Track of the year, definitely make sure you are on the wait list. I will link to the waitlist 
in the show notes over on primalpotential.com or you can always go to primalpotential.com, hit the shop tab. That's where all the programs and stuff are. And when you click on Fat Loss Fast Track, you'll be directed to the wait list. So it kicks off on Sunday, October 1st. I open up registration to the wait list first. That will happen on September 14th. So you do not want to miss out on being on the wait list if you want to be a part of that final Fat Loss Fast Track of 2017. So I'm going to dive into this conversation. I think you're going to really enjoy some of the conversations we have about hunger, paying attention to hunger, how to know if you really need fuel or if it's just boredom or cravings or low blood sugar. And then we talk about some more specific stuff like snacks. What snacks work for you? What snacks don't? How to know the difference and why some common snacks don't satisfy hunger at all. So enjoy the conversation. Make sure you're on the wait list. I'll chat with you soon. Anytime you give your body more fuel than it needs, anytime, the excess gets stored. Whether Mm -hmm. we're talking about one snack or two snacks or a meal and a snack, anytime you give your body fuel when it doesn't need it, whether it is an apple, carrots, a protein bar, or a cupcake, it has to be stored. Right. And that is going to be the driver of results. Like you're in a great position because you're eating really clean, right? You're not in a place where you're battling to avoid the cookies and the crackers and the this and the that. You're already so far along in terms of quality of food. But the big thing to continue, it sounds like the past couple of weeks, you've done it really well. If you've lost five pounds in that time period, um, the big thing is, And you said you've improved the self-talk, factor into that, am I hungry? How hungry am I? And sometimes we might think we're hungry, but we're not really sure. That common sense evaluation of, all right, when did I last eat? What did I last eat? How much did I last eat? And what have I been doing since then? And that can really help us figure out is this real hunger? Is this maybe a craving? Is this boredom? Is this maybe a blood sugar issue and not a true signal that my body needs fuel? Because let's say you have a huge breakfast. Let's say you've got eggs and lots of veggies and some avocado. And then an hour, two, three hours later, you're like, oh, I'm really hungry. But you've been doing chores at home, pretty sedentary, And you think, oh, I had a really big meal just a couple of hours ago, and I haven't really done anything active since then. So the chances that my body really, truly needs fuel right now are probably pretty low. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. So I would capitalize on that skill that you've built, paying attention to the self-talk, and just factor into that another little dialogue that says, Do I really need fuel right now? Am I truly hungry? Does it make sense that my body probably needs fuel? There's a lot that we can do from a common sense perspective to kind of figure that out on the go. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. All right. So then we started talking about the days when she's working long 12 plus hour shifts, getting up at 3 a.m., eating by 4 a.m., the difference between those days and days when she's at home. And she said she's feeling great about the days at home when she is off work. She's moved into an intermittent fasting model. She has two bigger meals, avoids snacking, and she loves that. 
But on the days when she's working, long shifts, running around on her feet all day long, she feels like she's ravenously hungry and eats more during the day. And when she gets home from work, keeps eating and doesn't feel good about that evening overeating. When she doesn't need more fuel, but it starts with one thing and it turns into another and it turns into another and she ends up eating late at night. She's also frustrated that on those work days, she's eating in the morning around 4 a.m., but she's not really hungry. She's eating because she feels like she has to because of her work schedule and she won't be able to eat until later, but she's not hungry. So we get to the point where we're talking about, well, part of that is because you're eating so late at night when you don't have to. So if we dial that back, we might get in more of a rhythm where your body is ready for fuel at that early hour. But we talk most about how you can't have the expectation that you should be able to intermittently fast and just be satisfied by two big meals on your work days like you are on your off days. It is totally normal and natural to eat differently on days where you are far more active than on days where you aren't. And in her case, long shifts on her feet the whole time, those days are going to look different. So we begin by setting that expectation, hey, It's not going to be the same. So that is where our conversation picks up. So let's first establish that you probably really do need to eat more on days you're working than on days you're off because you have a long shift and I would guess you're on your feet and moving around for most of it, right? The entire. Yes. yes. So so let's first establish, super important to establish, you're not going to eat the same way on work days. You're not going to do this like two big meals with long stretches. You're just not going to do that. But the other thing we need to establish okay. is your meals and your snacks on that day are not working for you. They're just not. Mm-hmm. Is it possible? I understand, you know, that it would take some more time and a little bit more intention. Is it possible to bring your lunch instead of getting the salad from the cafeteria? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I think that that is probably a strategy you need to at least try because realistically, if you are just getting like cucumbers and celery and peppers and tomatoes and, you know, because the spinach doesn't do much for you, you are eating a fair volume, but you're not really getting the nutrient density that you're getting on days when you're off. And it is so easy to go buy like pre-shredded cabbage and make a really substantial salad that is going to do something for you. True. Yes. And realistically, if you want 14 days to be great so you can make more progress, You've, you might have to be willing to put in, you know, 10 minutes a day of meal prep. It won't be more than that. You know, it doesn't, True. it's not like you're cooking up fish and veggies and, you know, making a fancy meal. It doesn't take that much time. Right. But you'd also save time from the constant snacking and probably staying up a little bit later because you're eating versus taking that time mm-hmm. to prep and eat less throughout the day and feel better overall and sleep better because you aren't eating as much right before bed. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So I would strongly suggest at least for six to 10 work days, 
you try bringing a really substantial salad with either cabbage or Brussels sprouts or broccoli, uh, cauliflower, some more hearty vegetables than spinach and make sure that you've got some protein in there, make sure you've got some healthy fat in there, whether that's from avocado or coconut, whatever satisfies you, egg yolks, etc. But really make that a priority. The other thing I would say, and people hate to hear this, but it is true almost always. Nuts and edamame aren't working for you as snacks. <laughs> they're not working for you during the work. I mean, I get it, they're convenient, they're easy, but they're also not working for you at night. They're those things that like they have the the crunch and the texture and the ease that's really convenient. And for some people, they're awesome. For others, they're not. And for you feeling like you can eat at 4 a.m. and then again at 10 or 11 and then again at 1 or 2 and then, you know, maybe have another snack later in the afternoon and then still feel like you're ravenous in the evening, whether they should work for you or they shouldn't work for you is completely irrelevant. They're just not. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to move away from the nuts and the edamame um, and try something that has, I'm leaning towards saying like more fat and I know it has to be portable mm-hmm. and easy. Um, so maybe something like an Epic bar or even, and no, I'm not a huge fan of bars, but just for your work schedule and it has to be something that, you know, while you're on a shift, working crazy hours, running around, you know, it's just convenient. Um, Primal Kitchen has macadamia nut-based bars. Um, That might be something that works better for you. Or, and this is something I talked about recently on one of my blogs, um, are you familiar with the difference between coconut oil and coconut butter? (laughs) I literally bought some off of Thrive yesterday. Oh, no kidding. The coconut butter packets. Yes. Oh, perfect. Because that's what I was going to say. So I'll, <laughs> let me give you like the inside scoop on those coconut oil, uh, coconut butter packets. So okay. it says on the packet that you can like knead it because the manna kind of separates from the oil, but I've never done that. What I typically do if I'm home is I tear it open and I scrape off the oil into either my coffee cup or the trash. Um, okay. And then I just eat the coconut butter or... When I'm like on the go, I was on an airplane the other day, I just literally put the oil in my coffee and, and I ate a little <laughs> bit of it and um, just ate, ate the coconut butter. You could try kneading it. You have to let me know how it goes. I've never done that. I'm not that patient, <laughs> even though it would probably take like 10 seconds. But right. I will tell you, you know, there's, there's a tiny bit of protein. There's a little bit of carbs in there naturally. There's nothing but coconut. But, of course, the coconut meat has a little bit of sugar in it, um, which makes it really tasty so long as you scrape off the oil or knead it and work it together. Um, but the combination of high fat with a tiny bit of protein and a little bit of sugar, I personally find to be very satisfying. Okay. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. But otherwise, um, you know, there are different bars that you could try. I think right now it's less about what's the perfect choice and just what works better than what you're doing now. Because what you're doing now just isn't working for you. Right. Yeah. On those work days, like on days off, I think. Yeah, the Luna bar is no bueno. No bueno on that. Not Luna, the other ones. Yeah. Um, Those didn't work. (laughs) 
Well, most bars, it's because they have a lot of sugar. And it's it's just like, even if they use real foods like dates, right? It's just so much of it. And yeah, the Lara bars. bars. Yes. Lara bars, yeah. So yeah, you're basically getting fruit. Yes. And not only... Sugar, yeah. So here's the thing. Not only is it a lot of sugar, but the thing with fruit is that the primary sugar in that is fructose. And fructose does not go through the traditional digestive pathways. It goes straight to the liver. When it goes straight to the liver, it completely bypasses the mechanisms that trigger satiety or feelings of fullness, which is why mm -hmm. you can sit with a bag of grapes or you can sit with a watermelon and house the whole thing. Same thing is true when we're talking about like <laughs> yeah. Lara bars. You know, you could just eat 12 of them and feel like when's dinner. So... Right. It's because of the high the high fruit content and that active sugar, the primary sugar, their fructose, it just bypasses our satiety mechanisms. And so we're just like, give me more. Uh -huh. So yeah, I would okay, definitely good. stay away know. from those fruit-based bars. But like I said, the Primal Kitchen um, macadamia nut bars are a, a good option, better than the fruit-based bars, as well as epic bars um, or meat-based bars, or even things like um, beef jerky, which have some gum on hand obviously mm -hmm. it's like not super great for your breath you don't, don't want to be like super close <laughs> to people after that but and a lot of jerkies have sugar added to them but naked cow jerky right. uh doesn't have any added sugar so that is a good option as well okay and those things tend okay. to be pretty satisfying because it's protein and it's basically like munching on grilled chicken you're not going to be able to go on and on and on forever so okay yeah. Good. Do you feel Those like that gives you some strategies? Because I think the biggest thing is bring your lunch for at least 10 shifts, pack yourself a really substantial salad, eat it, you know, try different snacks. And then the bigger thing too is, is the perspective on it. Instead of telling yourself, I'm ravenously hungry on work days and I eat everything that's not nailed down when I get home. You've got to say, I've eaten plenty and I can manage this eating far less on days when I'm not working. So I've totally got this. And realistically, I'm probably not hungry right now. I'm just tired and no good decisions are made after dark. So if I'm hungry in the morning, I'll <laughs> eat. But I think that will also address the issue of being frustrated that you have to eat at 4 a.m. If you're not eating True. after you know eight, nine o'clock at night, you're gonna help regulate that cycle. So a big part of the problem and the frustration of like, oh, I have to eat in the morning when I'm not hungry is triggered by the fact that you're over-consuming at night when you don't have to. Yes. So you can make your window, your eating window, like 4 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then just, you know, go home, have some tea, go to bed. Right. Okay. I like that. And give yourself plenty of food and fuel while you're at work, but just change your mindset to like, hey, on days off when I'm at home, my eating window is really like, you know, 10 or 11 a.m. to 6 or 7 p.m. And when I'm at work, yeah, I definitely need to eat more because I'm crazy busy and I'm running around. But I also need to work with that window knowing I'm going to eat again at 4 a.m. I just don't need to be cruising through the kitchen at 9 p.m. Yes. So okay. what I would love for you to do is... After four or five shifts of bringing your lunch, trying a different snack, 
email me and let me know how it's going. Like, don't let four weeks go by and then feel like, ah, you know, (laughs) give me, give me an update with how things are going, how you feel hunger wise, how the evenings are going and really work on that mindset of like, no, I'm not somebody that just goes to town when I get home from work. I'm totally capable of going to bed. Even if I just do that once, I have it in me to do it just one time to eat more while I'm at work, really satisfy myself, make sure I'm having a lunch that's substantial, and then going home and going to bed knowing that my eating window starts at 4 a.m. Okay. Will you update me on that and let me know how it goes? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Are there any questions that you have for me other than the stuff we've talked about? Hmm. I don't think so. Um, You covered a lot of my questions. Okay, good you always talk about the questions you ask yourself. I've Mm -hmm. done that now. And I, that might be the second biggest game changer after tracking. That's awesome. Just to, instead of just, you know, doing, it's more thinking and reflecting before I act. That's a super powerful skill. That's a super powerful skill. One last question that I have for you is if somebody's on the fence about the fat less fast track, what would you say to them? I, well, I was that person. So, um, <laughs> because it I remember that too. Obviously. We emailed back and forth a couple times about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've heard other people say it on your podcast. Um, but just, I mean, there's no better investment than in yourself. And we already spend stupid amounts of money on things that don't work. Like, <laughs> diet pills and other stuff. (laughs) Um, so it's more like putting your money where it actually is going to work. And even if I did go into it saying, even if I don't lose weight, which is what everyone wants to do, the tools that I've gained are significant enough, um, which are giving me, I have these tools for the rest of my life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely worth it. I'm very happy. All right, guys. We tackled a lot in this episode about hunger, eating when you're not hungry, how to know if you're truly hungry, and that common sense approach to considering it, when you might need more fuel, snacks, things that are working for you and not working for you. So hopefully you got lots of great stuff from this episode. Don't forget the final Fat Loss Fast Track of the year kicks off on Sunday, October the 1st. There is a wait list and I will open up registration to the wait list before anybody else and I will open that up on September 14th. So if you are not on the wait list yet, definitely hop on it. I will put the link in the show notes over at primalpotential.com, but you can also just go to primalpotential.com forward slash shop. And when you click on the fat loss fast track, you will be taken directly to that wait list. So stay tuned for more info on that. Hope you guys have a great day. I will chat with you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44. 
888-222-2222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.